0: Can you hear me okay? Yeah. yeah. Hi, good evening.
1: Good evening. So I have a couple. Um, let's start with, I we will yeah, we'll start with like, I guess the scenario. So I moved to a new job a couple months ago and I'm a breast surgeon and I specifically moved to this new job because I wanted more of a partnership feel to the job. Um, where I was I was very isolated. It was kind of like I was the only breast surgeon. Um, and so there wasn't any actual like surgical support. And so I wanted more of like a collaboration, a partnership, a mentorship, things like that. So about a week ago, this new job that I moved to that had one other surgeon, um, they informed me that she was going to be leaving. And from my interpretation of it, it's kind of all hush-hush, but essentially it looks like they're kind of pushing her out, which, so the circumstances, I guess, that she's leaving and it's bringing up all these thoughts of, um, like, a little bit of scarcity, a lot of paranoia. Um, just that this thought of, you know, they can kind of, like, get rid of anybody and now I'm going back to having no support and... Um, I've really been trying to move away from doing everything myself, and now I'm back to doing everything myself. But yeah, just kind of working through those thoughts and
0: feelings. Yeah, what's coming up the strongest for you?
1: I definitely think it's this idea of um, surgery is my hundred percent and my other life gets zero percent of me or gets kind of like left over me. And yeah, it just. It's that, I think it like in that scarcity mode of there's nothing left over and I have to give everything to surgery or something bad will happen.
0: Mm-hmm. That's and definitely a big. Is the circumstance of the surgeon leaving, triggering the the triggering the surgery as, as you have to give everything to surgery? How are those two related?
1: Yeah, so because I'm gonna be back as the only surgeon, it's essentially like I have to see all the new patients. Um, there's nobody else to see new patients. They had set up the system <laughs> that they basically excluded other people from doing breast surgery in the system by some of the, the policies that they had put in place. Um, so for that particular system, I'm the only one who's allowed to do breast surgery.
0: Okay. Okay. So the, the scenario is the other surgeons leaving and then you're like, oh my God, here, here's surgery taking over my whole life again. Cause it's just me again. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the thought is I'm trying to figure out like, is it, is it scarcity? Is it, is it more overwhelm? Can you pick it, pick it apart a little bit more?
1: Yeah, it's definitely more scarcity. It's this idea of I'm the only one who can do it. There's nobody else who can do it. And I really, really have been trying to pull back from surgery some too. So it's kind of those two competing ideas of I really worked hard. I've, you know, promised my husband that I'm gonna be an active participant in life. And I have a two-year-old daughter and I wanna invest in that relationship. And then here it comes again and I I feel like I'm also prioritizing surgery, but it, it feels like I have to. Okay.
0: Um, where is that feeling of like having to coming from?
1: It's, I think it's coming from the fear that if I don't do it, no one will do it. And, okay. and then something awful will happen.
0: Okay. Um, and do we know that that's true? It
1: feels true. It yeah, it's, feels a, true. it's a
0: totally leading question, and I apologize. <laughs> I'm leading, leading the witness <laughs> here. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the I I want to kind of just bring up, I think it's such a, I mean, for, for every single surgeon, I think that is a very, very common thought of like, shit's going to go down if I don't give it a, to 170%. Right. Right. And then our life actually goes down because of it.
1: Right. And then everything goes down. I even talk a lot about the starving baker. Have you heard that analogy? No, tell me, tell me. So it's essentially this moral tale about there's a baker in the town and he is the sole provider of food in the town. And so more and more people are going hungry. So the baker starts working longer and longer hours to produce more food. And eventually he stops feeding himself. And then the baker dies and the whole town dies
0: whoa where does that story come from i've never even heard that
1: i have no idea i heard it a long time ago like and massive I, I like remind myself yeah i'm like that's the point right like you you have to feed yourself like you have to take care of of yourself or like you can't take care of anybody
0: yeah yeah i love that i am i'm using that from now until i die um I mean, what if this other surgeon leaving is your gift to really start working on your boundaries?
1: I mean, I definitely need to. I definitely need to work on my boundaries.
0: Because to me, it's like, you know, looking for somebody else, whether it's another surgeon or better team support or whatever, so that you can figure out how to have a work-life balance, you're giving them all your power right? And unfortunately, people keep leaving. <laughs> like, that's just like our entire life, right? Like people come, people go, people come, people go. And like us thinking like, but when I have, when I have the right people around me, then I can figure out my shit instead of like, maybe I figure out my shit irrespective of what's happening around me. Yeah.
1: yeah I just and i and I know like I think that's the thing is like I know it's important to like ask for help and accept help, which are two totally different things, like asking for and accepting help. Um, I have not had the practice <laughs> to do it. that is some of it, that's definitely some of it because I need to practice asking and receiving help.
0: We're so good at just doing more like. We're so good at it. We've done it for years and years and years. And so sometimes like the default, it's just like, and I think a lot of surgeons are like, it's just easier if I just do it all myself. Right, which, and there's like so much to unpack there of like, there's perfectionist stuff there. There's like us thinking, well, we're, I'm better than everybody else because they can't possibly do it right. Right, it's like almost like a power difference. There's so much to unpack and like, I'll just do it myself. Um, that I think there's so much growth in like picking that apart in order to say like, oh, well, I'm going to ask for help because it's actually personal growth to do that.
1: Yeah, I just, I guess my mind wants more time. It's like, I just thought I would have, you know, more than two months to like have all the boundaries.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing like, you know, having fast forward on it. And that's fine. Like your your mind wants to, you know, be a little grumpy about this person leaving. That's fine. Like be grumpy. And then at some point you're like, well, I can't change any of that, and it's not helping me figure out my stuff. Time to time to move on. Yeah. But it's it's like controlling the external environment. Like if I can just make sure the people around me, like that's all perfect, then I can work on, like no, they're they're living their own lives. And admins living their own admin agenda.
1: Yeah, they're, they're on a totally different. <laughs>
0: they, they don't, they, they prefer surgeons to not have a work-life balance. I think they'd say they don't, but like, you know, if they're paying you X and you give X plus Y, like bonus for them. Right. So, mm-hmm. so what's coming up? Is there, is there like resistance to reality? I don't want to guess like what's coming up for you right now.
1: No, I think I've embraced the reality of it. It's like, because that was one of the first things I asked. I was like, so like, I don't really even have a say, like, I didn't have a say in it. It was just a, like an informed, they're like, we're just telling you, it's not like we're asking you, we're just telling you this is happening. You can't do anything about it. And it's like, great.
0: Good to know. Thank you.
1: Good to know. And then. But yeah, I was just the, I, I just don't even, I don't even know what it looks like for a surgeon to not be a hundred percent a surgeon. Like, I, I really just don't even know. I feel like I didn't see that modeled very well at all. I didn't see that modeled at all.
0: Yeah. Why? I mean, that's a, that's an interesting thought to unpack though, right? Like why is you taking time to be with your family? Not a hundred percent a surgeon. Why are you not a hundred percent a surgeon? if you have all these different pieces to your life.
1: Yeah, I guess, like I said, I just, I guess what I saw my whole life, you know, we had, I grew up and there was one surgeon in town. So like that was his whole life and his wife just kind of carried on the other part of their lives. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so he was like, she was like the parent by proxy, I guess, for that relationship. Mm -hmm. And, and then some of it was, I didn't see a lot of female surgeons. I think that was some of it. And then in residency, it was very traditional training Mm -hmm. um, to the point where just didn't even tell anybody I was going to do breast only um, because it was just not looked highly upon. And then that was definitely the, the way that all the attendings were that on the weekends, you would see them in the OR one of the attendings he took one week of vacation a year and um and he hated it like he he hated vacation well <laughs> he wasn't good at
0: he, vacation that's for yeah. sure right like you're not good at it it's like you know that whole like when people are get, I, I need to get to day four to be able to like turn my mind off of work right cuz we're like we're out of practice of being on vacation yeah totally but yeah i, I guess you don't like something you're not you don't ever do um I mean it's just really good to know right that like your your our training is like it looks like x but quite possibly that wasn't the, those weren't the healthiest people. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think we can
1: all agree that uh, many of the uh the surgery attendings were not living the healthiest possible lives.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like and to to you know throw the brick backpack on us to be like it really is beating ourselves up for being like I'm not a hundred if you if I say I'm not a hundred percent a surgeon because I love to volunteer at my kids preschool like it sounds it kind of sounds like you care about being the best person but it's really kind of just beating yourself up about it and like beating yourself up about this other part of your life if you if you you know say you're less than because of this other part
1: yeah. It, it feels like it subtracts as opposed
0: to adds. Totally. Or like, I thought like, this is what surgeons do. This is how, this is how I think a surgeon should live. Like I, I'm not telling you what to think, but it's like there's other more kind of empowering ways to make room because when we say like, I'm not hundred percent a surgeon when I have whatever we want to call it balance or, you know, five things going on. Um, my, my personal viewpoint is people who have stuff going on outside their job are actually better at their job because they can leave it because they know it's not a hundred percent of their in, like entire identity.
1: Yeah. And I, I definitely like, I would love that. <laughs> I would love to develop this other side. I just, and I felt like I was like really trying, you know, I was really trying. I was like I like went away for a weekend. I had decided on a hobby. <laughs> so I was making steps towards something else.
0: We're oh such like God. we're like always medical students. We're like, I'll, study, I'll <laughs> study this hobby. Right.
1: I was try I was like checking out books about like what can be my hobby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally there's like a cliff notes or whatever the like fast study book is for finding your hobby we're like yeah. definitely gonna read those okay
1: yeah
0: yeah so, I mean I it, I can... it's all just personal growth and I think the surgeon leaving just might be like oh nobody else is gonna make sure you have hobbies and time with your family nobody's gonna do it except for you and this is just like a band-aid ripoff like oh right it's on me to live my best life
1: yeah yeah it's definitely the whole like no one's coming for permission
0: <laughs> totally yeah yeah like once you figure out like your life is completely yours and you get to really do whatever the hell you want like woo it could get super interesting you can become a life coach because it's magical. <laughs> but, like, really, it's like this adult land of like surgery can take your entire life from you. It's like there's so much work. Yeah. There's so much work. It's and so like many a vacuum. Other, but, yeah. <laughs> like, and, but when you can look at it like that, like, oh my God, nobody's going to make sure you have a nice, split or 60-40 or 28, like whatever it's gonna be, nobody's gonna be like, how are you doing today? Let's evaluate. Like, yeah, it is totally, which is great news because you have all the power.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely gonna try and like look at it as an opportunity. Like this is an opportunity for me to really like have my own
0: back. Yeah. What fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all, it's, it's, I think it, you know, it all comes down to like what our attitude is about the circumstances that are around us. Right. Cause so much of it, we can't control. Like Admin just lets your co-surgeon go like.
1: <laughs> Probably, yeah. Potentially <laughs> fired her.
0: <laughs> potentially actively fired her. Right. <laughs> like, uh double down on your life, man. Yeah. Nobody else can take that away from you. But yeah, I think when we get the pull of like the pull of surgery can be all consuming, it literally can be all consuming. Like it's totally Like It's like you actively have to work against it.
1: Yeah, I think there's just that that part of my mind that's like maybe it's the the primitive brain that wants to like be like the norm surgeon, you know, even if the norm is totally dysfunctional. Right? Like
0: (laughs) what's a (laughs) norm? Yeah, I mean, what's a normal surgeon? Right. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Drug addicted, third divorce. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just that, you know, because the, the, your brain is will keep will keep offering you that because your brain's like especially when you start to explore other hobbies and like volunteer at the preschool and whatever it is, your brain will offer you all these thoughts of like, well, you know, dedicated surgeons don't do that. Like it'll offer you that stuff because you were trained in this, you were conditioned brain but it's just your brain trying to figure out what the heck you're doing like oh thanks for the thoughts brain (laughs) this is what a surgeon in 2022 does
1: yeah It's, it's definitely different
0: yeah i mean i think i think just from like the epidemic of burnout and what's happening to docs right now like for us to realize we truly get to pave our own life and to figure out what that looks like because like if you just look at the landscape of doctors you're like whatever normal is isn't working out for a lot of people
1: yeah i feel like everybody quit, <laughs> everybody
0: quit right year. which which just means you could double down to 170 because there's so much stinking work to do right but but you don't have to you're totally in control That's what's so that's what's so fun about being an adult. Like residency's over. <laughs> you can work <laughs> as much or as little as you want to.
1: I know. There's a lot of trauma from residency. I mean.
0: Oh my God, mm-hmm. so much trauma. Yeah. I hadn't really processed it. And this Jess is, you know, really kind of diving deep into the trauma of residency. And I'm like, oh
1: yeah, when she brought up the grooming thing, that was, I had to pause and kind of dwell on that a little bit because it, it definitely brought up a lot of stuff. Cause I was also in a male dominated residency and she was talking about her ortho experience and how the call room was. And we had very similar things that we had like the, the nude calendar up and there was porn in the call room and things like that. And, um, I wasn't even the one who said anything I was the only girl at that time and I wasn't even the one who said anything one of the staff said something and I was like yeah yeah I, at least they asked so I felt like they were like progressive males
0: <laughs> yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: I know it's and then and then here we are beating ourselves up because we don't feel normal enough yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah we didn't come from normal man <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> yeah now you, I mean, this is to, as in a complete outsider who gets to look in and like, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, this is your admin and this person leaving decided that now is your time to really set your boundaries. yeah,
1: i will I will work I will work really hard on setting at least one
0: boundary. <laughs> one boundary a month, you'll have twelve by the end of the year. <laughs> <That's> it, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, you got this. keep us posted. Okay, awesome. All right, who's interested? Raise your hand if you wanna come on. Who's it gonna be? There's a couple of you, there we go. Change your name. We're going with winter evening themed names today because it's February. Sorry for anybody who still has snow. I'm a former Minnesotan. <laughs> hi hey Kelly how are you good 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 good. so
2: the thing I wanted to ask you talk about I think is it's not like like always it's not like a, it's rarely a specific thing but I think my problem my, my, my maybe not a problem but issue right now is I feel like I I keep breaking promises to myself. And so here's what's happening is that I'm honestly, I'm doing really well in, in all the things that I was hoping to accomplish. Um, really since I started coaching, really since I became an attending, I'm actually like doing, and it's so great. It feels really wonderful. Um, but I think the thing, the thing that the pattern that's happening is that I'll implement a lot of self-care and a lot of boundaries and I'll like feel really good and free. And then I will take this new freedom and start doing way too much work because I'm feeling so good and so capable all of a sudden. And then I'll get, I'll start doing way too much work. And then Slowly but surely, stop doing workouts, stop doing yoga, stop prioritizing sleep. And then I'll find myself like, again, like, how did I get here where I'm up late at night writing or reading and not working out and eating poorly? And like, and then I'll, you know, and I'll, I'll kind of hit, not hit rock bottom, but I'll feel like I'm like, oh man, okay, like, how did this happen again? And then I'll uh, honestly be so annoyed with myself or disgusted by myself that I'll be, that I'll, you know, I'll start, I'll, I'll kind of circle back and say, no, no, no. Okay, go back, do self-care, do all the, do all the things that make you feel good again. And then, and I'll do that. And then again, I'll go through it again and I'll say, oh, okay, I'm, I'm getting there now I can. And, and so, okay, I'm just gonna skip this thing or skip that thing or not prioritize sleep or whatever. And then get in the same mess again. And I've done this like six times and it's so, and I'm like, why do you keep doing this? You never learn but it's almost like I'm taking advantage of like these bursts of energy that I'm getting and then like putting myself in a bad spot again. It's so frustrating and I don't, but like, like I'm doing it right now. Like I'm staying up really late. <laughs> I'm on vacation starting tomorrow, but I like already have like seven meetings planned next week. Like, and things that I'm like, and I'm like, Oh no, but I enjoy it. Cause I do, but I'm just not sure how to I mean, I feel like I almost like I can't trust myself. Like I'm kind of like building trust in myself. Like, okay, I'm going to take care of myself and not, you know, not overwork and neglect all the things that are so deeply important to me, family and my children and everything. And then, and then, but then like, but here I am again, just getting getting really sucked in. Mm -hmm. I don't know. How does that fit into the thought model?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome to being human. Yeah. It's a wonderful place to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think surgeons, are we're so good at beating ourselves up for not being perfect or like not nailing this human thing like quickly and fast enough. But so that'd be my first thing is like the loving yeah. kindness on yourself of like, oh, I did it again. Like silly me feeling good, then getting, getting you know, off track again. Because it's just so less heavy than like, why the fuck can't you figure this shit out again? Right. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, don't there's no reason to add more pain onto like just yeah, that's true, just being human. Right. And it's like of of course, doers and people who like love doing stuff, we like to fill our time with that, especially when you're feeling good. Right. And so to me, like when you're describing it, I'm just seeing like an ebb and flow of like. She does this, she gets the energy, she gets, you know, the the rain, she lets out the rain, she got to pull the reins back. She lets out the rain, she pulls the reins back. And it's like, you know, is this a a, a nice cycle or is is she causing herself harm? Right. Or is this just like, yeah, when we've got energy, we do, and then we pull back and like the, you know, time for rest, time to sow, time to reap, time to plant, you know, whatever that song is of like, there's Mm -hmm. a time for everything, beating yourself up about it that's the first thing we got to get rid of. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. then I would say like, you know, the, the seven meetings and the stuff you plan is like, is it coming from a place of like joy and energy and it, you know, it fulfills you, is it coming from that place or is it co- like, cause it's not like, Oh, the, the meetings are the problem. It's like, what's under it. Right. Like, why are you doing it? And if it's like, because I always feel like I have to be busy or I always feel like I'm not good enough or like if it's coming from that place of like scarcity or trying to like fill something, I think there's a lot to learn there versus like, man, I just love doing these projects and I've got some time and it's, it might wear me out to do it. And I should probably pay attention to my energy level, but it's coming from that place of like joy. Right. So it's, it's not like the things are a problem, but it's like, why are you doing the things? As, as maybe yeah. a way to kind of evaluate, like, are these healthy to add into my yeah. life or are they not?
2: No, I think all these meetings and everything, I'm actually, it does come from a place of joy. I'm, like, very excited and happy about it. And I truly love what I'm doing right now. I'm, like, so stimulated. But um, I think the problem is that when I start doing these, the stay up late and, like, I get really into it and I, I just my healthy habits start to go, you know, like, mm-hmm. so then I'm drinking coffee and then I'm drinking wine, you know, and like, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, you know, or, or I don't know, not real, I just all my, the healthy, like, in the, okay. So then I stay up real late. There's no way I'm going to work out in the morning, you know, and then I don't work out. Well then, you know, so I sometimes have the mentality like, okay, well now the day shot, I'm just going to eat unhealthy now, you know, and it's just, and then and um what and things like that and then also you know like and like like I I my kids are number one um and I'm and I and but sometimes like especially when I get really into my into the work I'm like it's I'm I yeah I have a mom guilt you know like everybody else does like but um, I don't know. I just mm, I'm not it's just I don't I don't know how I'm I guess I I guess you're I need to take the drama away and just like I guess I'm just figuring it out and I and it and I I just wish I could maintain so, like my boundary basically that I've like that I do for clinical work is like you know unless there is like someone dying I am taking like it's 5.30 to 7.00 PM with my family, no matter what, I will leave the hospital and come back if I have to, but five to seven. But with this kind of stuff, like I, you know, like I find myself in the cages five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. And like, so I feel like, I don't know. I just, I don't like the disintegration of that boundary. And yeah, that's that. And like, you know, and sometimes I schedule early morning, really early morning meetings. And so I don't, Get the, I usually have breakfast with my kids because of the way my schedule is often, but I kind of neglect that, and it just—I don't know. I the mom guilt. I'm like, it's hard to know. I, I really, I don't want this. I don't want my work to intrude with like those little times of like pure joy. Um, but sometimes it's hard. It I don't I don't know how to rest. I don't know how to. I don't know what I want in terms of boundaries with my kids, like with regard to like academic
0: work. Mm-hmm
2: um like I don't know I don't know what's fair or what's right I guess is what I'm saying
0: yeah um, I think that's super common and I think our brains constantly check in with the mom guilt because we don't know right so yeah. the brains kind of being like well is, is was this week good enough how many breakfasts did I do to me it's like how many times did I drop my daughter off at school was that the right amount like our brains are constantly trying to figure it out because we don't have this like here's the rule book and the playbook of like what the balance is supposed to be in life right and so one way is just to see the thoughts and be like oh yeah that's my brain just checking in because like I'm not following anybody's rule book here um yeah because that mom guilt can be quite overwhelming and I mean I've gotten coached on mom guilt for like two or three years at this point um And basically, it comes down to like whose definition. What's what definition of mom are we trying to write? Like, it's kind of fake. This like, what's a good mom? Who decides what's a good mom? Oh, does it, is a good mom spending X amount of hours with the kids? Is that a good mom? Right, and like really challenging. Like, where is this? Where does it come from? Because you, when you dig in, it's kind of this like, what's a good mom? It's all this fake stuff. Yeah. Going for like the mom guilt part of things, I but um just to yeah. just to talk about that because our brain will offer up like, well, my mom did this and this person did this and TV does this and the 1950s was more like this and like our brain has no idea, so it's really like you get to define what a good mom is. Yeah, for your kids.
2: I guess I have this like rigid view that I'm like. Like, I feel uneasy if I don't do, you know, have like one hour in the morning with them and then my at least hour and a half in the evening, you know, and then, and I don't, and, and if I don't work out at least four times a week, like I, I feel like if I don't follow these like random rules I have in my mind that I've created, <laughs> then like I start, I start to feel like I'm, I guess like failing in some capacity <laughs> in mm-hmm. some way mm-hmm. and then the thing that and i and then the thing that just keeps driving forward is like work stuff obviously um, and so i just i just don't know how to i don't know what I don't, I don't know what to how to I, if there's something about the not having any regularity in my schedule like that i'm always like uh, trying to re how do I? I'm not sure what. I, I feel like I want like new rules or criteria or something to feel. I don't know why. I feel like I need that to feel like, okay, this, I'm doing fine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. In terms of like the books we've read, you know, and I'm like, okay, Atomic Habits, but well, and we, and all these books are wonderful. I'm just, but my particular situation, like, like, thought, pattern right now I, I don't have any clarity on and like i don't know how to feel better about what is happening
0: are we talking about mom stuff or are we talking about going to bed on time i think i'm talking about the ebb and flow
2: that i'm not planning it's just happening maybe like i feel like with this like the, i'm going through these cycles of like work work, work 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 too much work too much work you know And now I'm every, every healthy habit is like completely gone and let me refresh, let me restart and put, you know, and, and so I I, I just got through this cycle of like, okay, now, oh my God, how did I get here where I'm staying up late, drinking wine before bed, not working out, sleeping five hours, you know, and then like not seeing my kids and I get, and then, and then I'm like, okay, stop, you know, and I'll restart and be like, okay, this week I'm living by strict guidelines. Mm -hmm. And then I'll like feel much, much better. But then there'll be like, Oh, I've been I'll kind of make more gains like this weird cycle. And I just don't like it. I'm not sure. Um, and so I'll make gains like in my work and then, in everything and I'll be like, okay, let me just do a little more, a little more, a little more. And then it'll slowly disintegrate like the healthy patterns I've made again. And so I just don't know if those are like not realistic or if like the ebb and flow of life is what's
0: making it what yeah. easy. There's I, 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 there's a couple of different ways to go, but what if you're supposed to cycle?
2: yeah i know that'd be interesting to think about. it'd be interesting right
0: yeah what if you're supposed to cycle does that take pressure does that take pressure off of what's happening well i guess it makes it kind of matches
2: with how i've lived my entire life (laughs) i think um but uh yeah i mean i guess i guess it kind of would make sense i'd have to think about that for a while it kind of takes the pressure off to like feel like i need to live a certain way or be a certain way
1: and Mm -hmm. and
0: maybe like if you're supposed to just ebb and flow because that's kind of like what nature does and like non-static things um if you're supposed to ebb and flow like maybe there's a time to be super productive and then there's a time to like stay up late and eat a half a pint of ice cream or, you know, whatever, but like none of it's in excess because excess over here could be really destructive and excess over here could be really destructive, but maybe what if there's something beautiful to the ebb and flow of the life?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting thought. I could think about
0: that. It it would at least help you stop beating yourself up about the ebb and flow. Yeah. Maybe you're not supposed to ebb and flow, but maybe you are. So play with the curiosity just to take some weight off of yeah. like beating yourself up for being in an ebb and flow kind of lifestyle.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess like I guess, yeah, I guess my fear is that I'm just like, why can't I, I make mean, why can't I keep promises to myself and work out four times a week and get a hour this <laughs> Like, why can't I do that? I just want to do that. I just, I, I just want and I just want I have this vision of what I want and and I get there, but it never lasts.
0: Why do you want that? What would, what would having that mean? What are you making it mean? Honestly, it, I, might, I,
2: I feel like it means to me that I have it all.
0: I did have it all. This is when we put the is a good example of putting a thought into as the circumstance line, right? So just kind of like oh, advanced modeling, but like I'm not I'm not doing X Y and Z as an abbreviation for like eight hours of sleep, four hours of exercise, blah blah blah. And it's like okay, well you're not X Y and Z, but what are you making that mean? Right. So it's like the layer underneath. Because yeah. the question initially was, well, how can I X, Y, and Z? And mm-hmm. it's like, well, let's take it back a layer and be like, what does X, Y, and Z mean as a reason for like, why can't I? right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, we're making X, Y, and Z mean that you, you would have it all. Yeah. Right. That is what that, yeah. Right. And so then you can say, well, what's the feeling of like, feeling like you don't have it all.
2: Yeah, I feel like then I then I, I it goes down a torrent of like a disaster. And then I'm like, oh, if I don't do those things, then how the hell did I get into the surgical career anyway? Like why am I doing surgery and this thing that's so unhealthy and I never sleep and I and I don't take care of myself and da, 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 I don't have family time. And that's where that goes, I guess. If I'm not doing all those things and I get really I feel like I've somehow been manipulated into this career.
0: (laughs) I mean, so insightful, though. Now we know why you really want to have eight hours of sleep and exercise four hours a day. Yeah. The the really, you know, fix, rigid, maybe rigid's too loaded of a word, but like specific time with your family. Right. Because when you have X, Y, and Z, oh, it takes all the stress off. Yeah. Of all the stuff.
2: Yeah. Because I feel like I, you know, to be honest, that's really interesting because then I'll be like, okay, so I didn't fuck up my whole life. <laughs> so I do get to be a good mom and exercise and sleep well and be healthy and be a certain academic surgeon. That's right. I mean.
0: It's so validating. Yeah. It has feelings like validation or invalidation. I mean, however, you're looking at the, the half full glass, I guess. Right. Yeah. So if I did, I would have it all. So it's like validating.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's the that's the heart. That's the meat of it. Yeah, yeah. Because if I don't do that stuff, I feel like my whole career is like, like I really yeah yeah like make it a disaster. Like oh my god, this whole why would I right? like, yeah, why? like I
0: fucked up twenty years ago. <laughs> Here yeah. I am trying to yeah no it, you know like to not beat yourself up over like anything you've done in the past
2: yeah yeah that's true too
0: and then like the beautiful thing is like ah i'm looking for validation
2: yeah i'm looking I do for validation and i
0: truly feel like i'm like okay
2: now i made the right choice i got here yeah that's yeah. And this is, and i can still and i can do all the things that any non-surgeon mom or some of the normal working hours would do i guess
0: yeah like yeah. validating feels amazing right yeah yeah. The feeling of validation is completely available to you 24 hours a day 7 days a week right now. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Cuz you're 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 trying to fix for the validity. You're trying to get that validation feeling. Yeah. And it's like that's true. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I would say step 1 it, you know, always is awareness. But step 1 is like, of course I beat myself up when I eat the ice cream on the couch and everybody else has gone to bed or whatever. When, you're, when you find yourself kind of ebbing and flowing into that, like stumbling off of your plan, of course you're beating yourself up because you're really trying to get to validation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. And just, you know, it sounds crazy to talk to yourself, but like, hey, love, you're looking for validation. I'll give it to you right now. Mm-mm. like you validating yourself is always available and even like yeah. saying it kind of in that weird like oh that's me looking for validation hold on i can give that to yeah. myself right now
2: yeah yeah no, it so, makes good sense so beautiful yeah, yeah that's something you've Something to
0: think about, definitely. So powerful. Yeah. Cause I mean, this is this is every human in the planet, right? If I was only X, if I was only Y, if I was only Z, then you beat your then you like, then you buy all the supplements that they advertise to you because it promises like doing right. Like we we keep searching for this like way to do these things. And we're like, well, what's underneath that? Yeah 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 I feel like you being the best mom that you can beef to these kids is always available. Yeah
2: yeah hmm.
0: Thank you. So good. Don't beat yourself up so much. Yeah, no, I know I- we all we all do it. So it's so easy. yeah. yeah.
2: Hmm. I need to think about this new insight you've given me.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's so good. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. You're, you're, you're going to have some insights now. Make some gains report back.
2: Yeah. yeah, I will. No, I definitely will. This is definitely like, yeah, that's because I, I never thought of it like that. that but that's exa- this is exactly the nail on the hitting the nail on the head.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. You're very welcome. Have a good night. You too. Okay. There's one more attendee who hasn't been coached. If you want to come on for the remaining 14 minutes, feel free. It's all yours.
2: Maybe you're not in a good place to raise your hand.
0: i will just talk. Feel free. Anybody want to raise your hand? Feel free to raise your hand. This is your platform. I was, I, I've been thinking a lot about this quarter and the mind and why we started with the mind. So the quarters for the year, mind, body, spirit work, um, the mind really, like the underlying seeing, being the seer of the thoughts, right? Michael Singer, Michael Singer's book, I think, Untethered Heart, maybe? Michael Singer is the name. He writes this amazing book about, I think he was meditating or he was doing something and he realized like, who is the person who's seeing the thoughts happen, right? And that sense of like being able to see your mind do its thing and to see your mind do its like here's the brain. And then like you is you is the person. It's not your person. It's not your body, but like the essence of you can stand back and actually see your brain do its thought thing. And as soon as that clicks, you realize your thoughts are not actually who you are. They're part of your brain, and the brain's been through your life and it's been trained a certain way and it's been, you know, molded a certain way, but it's not who you are. And I think so many people are so attached to their thoughts as like their identity of them. And once you get that like ounce of separation of like the true you is the you who sees the brain doing the thoughts, you just become this kind of objective warrior on are these thoughts useful? Are these thoughts helping me move forward in life? Or are they holding me back? And we, we don't hang on to those thoughts as much anymore because you realize they're not who you are. They're what this, like, what does Jess call the brain? Like there's a jar of glue in a dark box or something like that. But like, it's our, what our, our brain really, like our muscles are meant to contract and our brain is meant to like, make associations and make thoughts and just keeps like spitting it out and hoping that like we actually pay attention to a couple of them so we don't starve and starve our families and all that stuff. And once you get that separation of like, oh, a whole bunch of shit can just go through my brain and it's okay and we can just allow it. And then we get to start to say like, what do I wanna choose to put in my brain? What do I wanna choose to discard in this brain? And we're not perfect at it. And the brain will still offer up well-worn paths of like not good enough, insecurity, are you safe? You know, don't do, don't do crazy brave things because you'll get eaten, right? Like our brain will keep doing it. And it's like that non-attachment to what the brain does and that awareness of those thoughts and getting curious about like everything we think Which might sound like such a nice thought. Maybe it's not actually serving us. Maybe we need to crack open that thought and be like, is that actually is that what's holding me back? Is that where I'm stuck? So I think like the first quarter of this year on working on the mind and realizing the thoughts is so powerful because it's really like the language of being able to then do things for the body, like go to sleep and eat well and exercise. And I'm like, I've spent entire like years and years and years of trying to eat healthy and like, I'm not perfect at it. And I'm just going to keep kind of sucking at it for the rest of my life, which is a thought, but it's like beating myself up for not getting enough vegetables in every day hasn't worked with me so far. And so today I was like, actually thinking like, well, here I am still trying to figure out how to eat vegetables and I'm in my (laughs) forties. Like, But like the way we think about what we do really does drive our actions of like, it's okay. And I was like, this is why so many people buy those athletic greens scoop powder vegetable things. Cause we like, just can't figure it out, but they're making a lot of money off of us. But yeah. So those are my thoughts about the mind and kind of that separation. Um, And a lot of kind of meditation gurus and like Eastern philosophy people will really, talk about that seeing brain or that seeing you that sees what's going on and then has that disattachment but like loving kindness for what we what we have in here of like being disattached and not hanging on so tightly to like all of these rigid thoughts that we think are facts. Um so I just wanted to leave you with some brain thoughts for the end of the evening. If anybody has any thoughts on that type it in or raise your hand. Otherwise I will let you guys go for the night. Beautiful coaching today, guys. I love chatting with you and I'll see you next
2: time.